on to week three preview. We will just be kind of continuing over. No theme song for this one. We uh, <laughs> are recording on Thursday, so we're not going to go over the Thursday game, but I guess we can just say we're both picking Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I think most are with Mills. So, yep. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sunday games. <laughs> Sunday games. It was just like, eh. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. So, Washington at Buffalo. We both have Buffalo for this one. And I, I think we get Jalen on track here. I think I think he gets back online for fantasy. Uh, Zach Moss got the rushing touchdowns, and he's not been connecting with his receivers yet, really, especially on deep balls. He just kind of struggled with the accuracy. So yeah, he's had a little bit of uh, inconsistency this year, but I think we can both agree that Washington is a little more susceptible, it seems, to the rushing quarterback. So. Yeah, you can I, see a I, lot of Jalen runs today. Uh huh. I I, gar- I guarantee, you know, Dable saw that and was like, "Ooh, all right, let's let's get, let's get Jalen ready, get him smelling some blood as as he likes to do before right. he you know pops off." Yeah, hey, we, 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 <laughs> play one. Sander. We're just gonna run it right into the defense. Yeah. Are you sure, Coach? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've seen Sanders have like good ADOT, a lot of good target opportunities, and it just hasn't worked out yet. So I. I don't know if I want to say we're going to see him pop off, but he he's pretty much always in his dream territory at the moment. But is there anyone on Washington you're feeling, per se? I guess Logan Thomas, probably. Yeah, the, the Logan Thomas. Buffalo tight ends. Like, like the tagging Buffalo tight ends probably going to be the move for a lot of the year, I'm thinking. Like uh, Knox. Well, I meant like, like attacking Buffalo oh. with your tight ends. Yeah, that would be my assumption. Uh, I think if... Brissette hadn't come in, you might have seen Gasicki get a lot more looks from Tua. Yeah. Even yeah. though Brissette targeted him, like, the quality of said target yeah. <laughs> decreased. Yeah. What about, uh, like, the rest of the Washington offense? Are you, like, I, I'm not really gonna go with going home on Gibson yet, but I think, you know, you can always go McLaurin, but uh, that's Yeah, I don't think you sense. can ever really sit McLaurin. Nah. Unfortunately, even though, like, you know, there are some situations it's not great. But he is just that good. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to sit him. Uh, Logan Thomas is probably my na- my main one. Uh, ah, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm a little afraid for Washington here. Um, I wasn't really inspired by their defense last week, and there's yeah. like there's a chance this is pretty ugly. Yeah, uh, it's I, not, I it wasn't too. my first instinct. My first instinct was, oh, that should be a close kind of gross game. Same, yeah. And then over time, I've kind of gotten like uh, that could that could be not good. Yeah, like <sighs> Buffalo's Rundy's been. I mean, okay, they haven't really had stiff competition for the. I mean, they played the Dolphins last week. That's not really a good run game test. So, but who they play week one? They had the Steelers, and they they stifled Najee at least. But again, we saw the Steelers not really get much cool in this past week. So I'm not sure how Buffalo's Rundy is, but. We've seen them do well so far, although the test hasn't really been there on them yet. So I think Washington will try to get Gibson going, but TBD. And the bummer, of course, was last week was we saw McKissick come in for receiving when everyone got a hold. Gibson would be the guy still. So I but remember yeah. Alex Smith peppered McKissick. Does Heineke do the same? He did, he did last week, but he, McK- okay. McKissick also like made some good plays that like earned it. Like, actually, mm-hmm. like, wheel routes and shit, too. So, but, yeah, yeah, because it was 5 for 83. Like, he had a long of 57. So, he, like, earned he earned it last week. It wasn't just, you know, a bunch of dump-offs that, like, didn't go anywhere. I'm waiting to see De'Ami Brown game. I don't know when it'll be. Yeah, he's been getting he the gets, targets. He's, he's on been the getting field. the targets. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it'll be this week. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm concerned about Heineke this week because Buffalo's defense isn't amazing, but they've got enough talent, like we saw last week, to you know give a quarterback a bad time if they're not ready. And so I think Heineke, like Heineke's done nothing to say he's bad yet, but I mean we we have we've got a small sample on him. So yeah, I uh, I also kind of trust Sean McDermott and that you know, defense just schematically a lot more than the Giants defensive coordinator, who mm-hmm. I don't even know, uh, Patrick Graham. <laughs> Whoever he is. is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, McDermott's defense in that situation to play a little bit better and be a little more confusing for Heineke. I, I like Heineke. I really do. Um, I think he has really just played well in every situation. So yeah, he just might get put in the kind of rough situation this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Buffalo's favored by seven and a half, which I know because like literally last week I saw that and I was like, that seems kind of high. And then now by now I'm like, wait, that makes sense. So yeah, we started probably in like the four to three spread, and then just as the week went on, kind of dr- mm-hmm. dropped down a bit. But next up we've got Chicago at Cleveland. We both have Cleveland, and we're gonna get Fields this week. So yay. So Fields is a stream, but mm-hmm. what about the rest <laughs> of Chicago? Fields is a stream. Well, I <laughs> right. I really think that Fields and David Montgomery are gonna mesh, and I don't know why. It's just a feeling. I I am excited to like, see that. Yeah, like them as like a, a really good just rushing duo. Right. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I I think Fields might. You know, not panic, but it's his first NFL start. I think if Montgomery's there and he can make the easy completion to his running back, he's going to do that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you have Komet there. Yeah, I, I'm curious who he – like, I don't know who he's going to latch on to yet is my kind of, like, concern. But, like, So I'm in, in our dynasty. Like, I've got, like, a lot of receivers. And A-Rob will probably be on my bench this week until I, you know – see it because there is the concern about the pass volume and just how he is with the team now i hope and i i think the more likely outcome is that like he will find a rob in a long one but while cleveland's defense hasn't been amazing this year they still have enough talent to give field some issues so i think a rob will have a lot of targets i just don't know <laughs> how many will land as long, just in this first game. Yeah, as long as he's getting some deep targets that he didn't get from Dalton, I'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious if he leans on Komet too, because that would, one, be you know nice for Komet's outlook, and two, it would make sense. We literally always see that with rookies. They're like, not literally always, but a lot of times we see it with the rookies where they lean on the tight ends. The, the, Who is the uh, slot guy for Chicago? Like their slot receiver? Yeah. Um, I thought it had been... Mooney, but let me let me check on how they're. It used to be Anthony out. Miller. He gone. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's Mooney now. With so, Goodwin, because Goodwin's not really in the yeah. slot. Yeah, they, they they've been mixing it up. So A Rob has actually spent a good chunk of time in the slot, but Mooney has as well. They move. They've been moving their receivers around a lot. Okay, so there's, there's not going to be one specific person man in the slot the whole time. If A Rob gets sixty percent of his snaps in the slot, he's going to score a touchdown. Yeah, right now in the season he's at forty four percent. So they've been trying I to get still, that means I still like A Rob this week. Yeah, even though uh, it's obviously less uh, reliable. It's not safe, but <laughs> it's the, not safe. The upside's still there. Like if if it works out with him and Fields connecting. So yeah, I uh, like I said 
Fields rushing upside there is a screen, but it's a risky play for the rest of them, I think, just until we kind of see where he leans. But on the Brown side, I'm into Chubb. Oh, yeah. We saw uh, a lot of struggles with, with tackling for the Bears. Like after week one, we saw it. I'm like, they can't tackle. And whenever we get a tackle breaker against them, we can kind of take advantage of it. I think we'll get that with Chubb here. Now, I know the Bears have been missing. I think I want to say Eddie Goldman. Yeah, he was out week one. Yeah, so if he is back, um, he, he was limited in practice. And then, obviously, you know, like apparently Keem Hicks got sick and didn't practice yesterday, but I assume he'll end up playing. But Goldman being back would obviously hurt for Chubb with the run D, but with no Jarvis and Odell TBD, uh, he might end up getting featured anyway. And he, dude, Chubb has been absurd this year. He has been just bonkers efficient, man. It's been dumb. Yeah, it's just been dumb awesome. efficient he's been. Wubba lubba chub chub. Yeah. So I have a fun trivia for you. Who is Ooh. the Browns leading receiver right now? Uh, yeah, who, Browns who, leading receiver. Yeah. Who, who has the most receiving yards on the Browns right now? Is it any of their tight ends? Yes. Okay. That's my first guess. Is it Njoku? <laughs> yep, it's Njoku with okay. 90, 94. All right. Yep, he had a big what? week one. He's the leading receiver right now. That is hysterical. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, okay, it's I'm like, it's not Odell, obviously. Landry got hurt really early, and Schwartz hasn't been doing enough. <laughs> yeah, it's And it's, it's not Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, so... so <laughs> it's either right Hooper now, or Njoku. <laughs> yeah, it's Njoku, Landry, Schwartz, and then Hooper, then Bryant. And then Felton from the one play last week. Yeah, it's it's wild there right now with all those injuries. But I think even without Odell, they'll still win. With They still have enough talent, good enough line, good enough running backs. And I think their defense could mess with Fields a time or two and give them the advantage here. Yeah, definitely. But, but hey, I, I can't wait to see Fields, man. Yeah, this is by no means a lock to me. Right now, the spread is... Let's see... Uh, so they're minus seven and a half, which I don't know how I feel about that. Might be a nice little bet there. Yeah, it is a rookie in his first start. I guess that it is. Know, that makes sense. So. But he could run all over him potentially uh-huh. and throw all over him. But yeah, that, that, def- <laughs> definitely stream him though. Definitely play him in fantasy this week. Like we saw with, like we've seen for eternity, quarterback running is king. So. Yep. <laughs> but speaking of, we've got Baltimore, Detroit next, and uh, I expect Baltimore to roll. I I mean, even if they don't like stomp in the spread, I don't see how Detroit stops them. If if Baltimore loses to Detroit, Jay Watt's gonna be so mad. That would be so bonkers. <laughs> that would be the wild. Like like we have the sort of, you know the circle of parody. Like it happens like whatever weeks in the NFL. But right now, like Baltimore's here by eight. Yeah. Like That's Detroit, Detroit has put up a fight, but I, I, yeah. I mean, Baltimore's offense is going to be able to do what it wants, regardless of if they find a way to blow the game or not. I, I, I don't think they will, obviously. But this team that just ran all over the Chiefs, I assume, will run all over Detroit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, like I think I know you have him in Dynasty, but I think Tyson Williams this week is probably a good bet. Yeah, dude. He, I expect him to be in the top twelve running backs this week. Like even if Lamar does his thing, and that's the thing, like. Lamar and his running backs kind of correlate because, like, when they get rolling, it's because they're just running a shit ton. Yeah, and everyone's you can't eating. stop it. Uh-huh. <laughs> everyone's feasting. Yeah, I would say keep an eye on Marquise Brown. He did not practice today. Again, recording uh, Thursday, so 
a non-practice on Thursday does actually matter as opposed to like a Wednesday non-practice. So I will say Detroit, I think it was last year they beat the Cardinals, right? Week three oh, when God. they were underdogs. Uh, I do not remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what happened last year. So underdogs to the uh, to a bird in week three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Detroit's 1-0 the past two years, so Ta-da. we'll have to see. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not... I was originally going to drop Jared Goff immediately after because he was just a bye week fill in for me, but there is a chance that I don't hate his upside against a kind of dilapidated Baltimore defense, even though their pass rush is good and I don't like Goff under pressure, which is why I will drop him. He's going to take shots and probably to some bigger guys out, out there. So I don't actually hate him this week as much as I thought I was going to initially. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a good hot game uh, as far as big pass catchers go. I mean, hot's been super like it's it's been Kelsey and then Hawkinson this year. So yeah, Hawkinson's been balling. Uh, he's pretty much the only target, and I'm assuming they'll have to you know keep up with Baltimore. And that'll be Hawk's job unless he's Blockinson the whole game. But I expect I do <laughs> expect Blockinson. Yeah, um, I will say <laughs> if Hollywood is out, do I do have interest in firing up Sammy? Ooh. There we go. Yeah, and then no Hollywood would make... So, Mark Andrews has been a disappointment so far for fans this year. He has had to block really a lot, has. but I I mean, Detroit doesn't have a scary pass rush, so I think we could definitely see a lot more of Andrews this week because he won't have to block as much, so... Yeah, yeah. And especially if, if Hollywood's out, that just gives him more targets, so we, I think we see some Andrews bounce back potential here. Some tight end game, Mark Andrews and Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. The t- the tight end landscape has been interesting this year because we've seen like some decent random performances, but <laughs> some of these guys are still waiting to like pick it up. But right, which some of them we think will this week. Yeah, we'll get to them. <laughs> Next up, we've got India Tennessee, and this all just hinges on uh, Wentz if he plays. Uh Right now, it's sounding like I don't think he goes. He shouldn't. He yeah. shouldn't play. He didn't practice he today. Two sprained ankles. <laughs> yeah, like he could practice. Or he could play without practicing, but like he, one of his ankles is a high ankle sprain. Like I don't see how you play this week. Ah, uh, yeah. If it's a high ankle sprain, he really should not play. I mean, my dude, if I have one ankle sprain, I'm not going to work. <laughs> and I am not running into people at full force or being tackled by people a hundred pounds heavier than me at full force. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, it's, man. It's tough. I, I don't expect him to play slash. If he does, I expect like he goes out for a series and he's like, man, this is not going to fucking work. Huh? And so yeah. <laughs> I think we'll see Eason and that's why I have Tennessee. Not because I hate Eason, but because I think Tennessee against the mobile quarterbacks will be able to get past. Just yeah. bring them down. Because they've been against Kyler and Russ. Like, it's hard to sack those right. guys. And it's so, very hard to sack Kyler. And it's also hard to sack Russ because Russ is an excellent quarterback and Kyler is speedy. Yeah. But <laughs> Eason is, I think, the opposite of Kyler Murray. And in, in a lot of senses, he is a statue <laughs> in the pocket. Now, yeah. we like his arm and his ability and his talent and everything like that. In terms of, you know, not having to move under pressure, but the pressure part's going to be the issue. Like, we saw even in the preseason, like, when pressure got to him, it was an issue. He fumbled. Um, obviously, he came in through the pick, but, you know, 
had to be aggressive at that point. That's kind of an unfortunate situation for him to get put in there. But yeah, he's not he's not mobile at all, and Tennessee should be able to get some sacks on him, maybe strip sack. Yep. So, yeah, good arm talent, <laughs> but a statue. All the Colts fans that are saying Wentz stinks, just wait. <laughs> wait till you see Easton. You're going to be begging for him to. Oh come no, back. it's definitely a big downgrade for sure. Like, <laughs> definitely would rather have Wentz, and so that's why I'm saying like I would I would probably put a mash on most of Indy. I would yeah. I would still be okay with Pittman. Um, I'm not going to be you know ecstatic, but I still think he is definitely the clear number one there. And that say so now if Wentz up. does play for whatever reason inspires him to do so. There, I mean, I might have to revisit it, but I think, um, like, he's not going to be mobile. Yeah, I still, I still think I'm mostly <laughs> just independent because, like, Tennessee's yeah. run has been decent enough. Again, whether that's you know, funnel or actually good is, I guess we could say for debate. But Carson literally only did anything last week because of some, you know, falling into the end zone twice, like from the <laughs> one yard line. Right. But, yeah, like it's gonna be tough for the Colts or for the Colts in this one. But I'm a little worried for Jonathan Taylor if he doesn't hit the end zone. I don't know if he has a good game. Yeah, I'll it's, be honest. It's tough this week to get behind him. Like he might be okay in PPR, just because they have shown willingness to pass to him. But it's the ups. I don't think there's a whole lot of upset for him this no, week. No, I think you're hoping for ten points out of him. Yeah, you you hope for receptions and lucking into a touchdown. I guess. Mm-hmm. But with Indy, sorry, with Tennessee, I should say. Uh, I, I guess we'll probably see a lot of Derrick Henry touches if they control this game. So I would ass, I would assume so. Uh huh. And then I, I was I, earlier in the week I was thinking okay maybe like AJ Brown will come online, but I don't know how much they're gonna pass this week. Now he could have one of those super efficient weeks, but I th- I think the one of the likelier outcomes is Derrick Henry week again. Yeah, I think the safe option is Derrick Henry. Obviously, if you have him, you're not taking him out ever. Uh-huh. But <laughs> like. <laughs> the other guys, I'm like, I was in the same boat. I was thinking, oh, maybe this will end up being a Julio and AJ Brown week too, because you know the Colts have played Tennessee well. But now that Wentz is probably out, and I don't know how well like Indy's offense is going to be, I just what's going to inspire them to throw much other than at the beginning of the game when yeah. it's still tied, uh, or like maybe they take this as a chance to like try to get their passing game online too. Maybe. I know that sounds very like. It, it, saying an NFL team is going to use another game against another NFL team to like get right in a sense sounds it's it's a bit, mostly a bad argument admittedly but <laughs> if you if you end up facing Eason and like you're not having to play a team at full strength with their starting quarterback you feel I imagine as a coach you feel a sense of you know relief and not as much pressure probably so well essentially you might get a little yeah, coaches test out new plays all the time. Yeah. But they'll just be making sure that they're testing out plays that are actually, you know, they think they have a chance of succeeding. Yeah, exactly. They're not gonna, just going to, like, do a play like, ah, fuck it, let's try this out and see if it works on them. They're going to try something like, oh, we think they're weak here. Let's exploit this. Let's try this out. They'll totally do that. Yeah. And the Colts do have some, like, weakness at corner, especially, like, if Rhodes is out. So, But, yes, uh, next up we've got, one of the potential games of the week with Chargers at Kansas City. Oh, I'm and so excited. Right now I've got Kansas City, but I see you've got this blank for the moment. I didn't put this one in. I'm really torn on this. I I mean, it's just me maybe, but Kansas City looks a little off right now to me. And it's not, like, I just don't think their defense is that good right now. It's not. 
there and the Chargers offensive line they really shouldn't let Herbert get sacked pretty much this whole game um which to me is like well it's gonna be hard for me to pick against a very good quarterback who's not getting pressure on him with yeah good wide receivers yeah that's the thing he's gonna have all day to throw <laughs> um now that of course is you know one side of the coin the other being Kansas City's offense that <laughs> can score in five seconds as we know so I think I'm ultimately taking the Chiefs at home, um, but the Chargers almost won last year, week two, with Herbert against the Chiefs, right? Wasn't it week two? Oh, I think so. And he got, he surprised had to come in the game. Was was that I, against the Chiefs? I thought it was. Maybe, but, you know, they, they do play the Chiefs close either way, yeah. And this is going to be a tough game. I'm not betting on this one at all, <laughs> unless unless like the Chargers are heavy underdogs. I'll try to take money there. But right now, the Chiefs are a seven point favorite. That's absurd to me. I'm not going to bet it, but <laughs> I think this is a really close yeah. game. Because I guess if we say like home home field's three, I like neutral field. They'd be saying four point favorite. I, I, that it's tough because it feels like a lot, but. Kansas City does get a lot of touchdowns, I think. So, like, a seven-point spread for Kansas City is kind of, like, not, like, easier for them, but I guess a, a a likely outcome in a lot of cases, like, in a close game because they'll get a touchdown to win instead of a field goal a lot, a lot of the uh, games. <laughs> right. Now, I'm, I was going to say, is they're either going to win by seven or, or lose. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So, for yeah. me, I would probably just take the Chargers to win and try to take you know, a little extra on the money line. Yeah, that makes if sense. If it's an upset, then you have way better odds. I feel you there. But on, on to the fantasy aspect of this. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of this game is very fantasy relevant. That doesn't require much thinking. Uh, Eckler is my RB banger of the week, especially in PPR because, we, like I said, we saw him get online last week. I expect that again. But we've seen how bad Kansas City's run D is, and Eckler's getting some goal line work, and I, I really think he'll be featured here. A lot of teams use the running game to, you know, quote-unquote, keep Mahomes off the field, keep the defense tired, and that is the weakest part of their defense. So I don't see a reason Eckler shouldn't be uh, heavily used here. Wait, is Anthony Lynn still the OC? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm expecting the same. I think Eckler is definitely in play here. Um, I think a lot of guys are. Like, is there anyone you don't want? (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, like, obviously all the main guys are in play, but I think that you can even get the auxiliary guys involved. Like, I don't know if, I mean, Cook's an auxiliary, sort of, but he's been getting, like, a lot of looks. And then uh, this is one of those games where I think Guyton might be in play as a deep stream. We see in, like, uh, we had, like, we had a lot of games last year where him and uh, Tyron Johnson would get involved, like, on deep bombs or in high-scoring games. And we saw Hollywood, again, he should have had the touchdown last week. On a long bomb, that could easily be Guyton getting behind the defense in his in his place there. And then on the Kansas City side, this one's tough because outside of Reekin Hill, it's always tough. To, I, 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 I'm never going to recommend Hardman, I guess. The main question no. is just CEH at this point. We talked about in our in our review of the Chargers having a weaker run defense. Yeah. But Kansas City just doesn't care about running. And <laughs> we saw Daryl come at the goal line. Uh, obviously, I don't know how much Clyde's fumble is going to bother Kansas City. Although I don't think much because we've seen a lot of time. we've seen Reed be lenient on fumble issues before. I don't think that's going to be why he would lose work. Uh, I I gotta wonder in a sense like if the ankle thing from the preseason is possibly still bothering him. Mm. I have no clue. I mean, I 
I got, you know, the assumption is, oh, they're not, you know, he's not missing time or anything with it. Maybe he's fine, but. Hmm. You know what? I think we're going to see a Herbert rushing touchdown. Probably. They, like, Herbert can move. He just doesn't ru- run that much. Because I was just thinking, yeah, I'll probably see a Mahomes rushing touchdown then. And then I was like, oh, you know what? We're probably going to see a Herbert rushing <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, like, in college, <laughs> he ran a fair amount, like, in certain games. Like, I think against, like, I remember that Wisconsin game I was watching. Like, he got, like, a couple rushing touchdowns, even though, like, his passing day wasn't going great. But six six and can still move. Yeah. It's not so, fair. But, yeah, I'm expecting a great <laughs> game out of this one for sure. This is my, like, matchup to watch, especially in the 1 o'clock slots. Oh, this yeah. The one they definitely my left 1 o'clock pretty too. open. Like, it's uh-huh. this game, and that's it, pretty much in 1 o'clock. So. Oh, yeah. But next up, we've got New Orleans at New England, the, the new, new game. So <laughs> No new. None. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of none, I don't know. Are there any bangers in this game? Oh, God, it's horrible. Because, first of all, you've got the wildly inconsistent Saints. So that's great. Which, you know their weapon no is center, Kamara. Still no center. Uh, Kamara is their weapon. Obviously, that is what Bill is going to try to take away. So... It's going to be on Jameis to win the game for the Saints with that receiving core. Uh, so I think we're both taking New England. Um, yes. Man, I'd love it if New England lost. I know you probably would want New Orleans to lose. I'm, I'm, I'm a tie? Right. <laughs> I hate both that, of these teams. You yeah, know. I really, yeah. I would would love to see New England lose. I just, this is in New England too. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, I'm going with the uh, Patriots here. Yeah, and I think New England is going to be a team that we see kind of, I don't want to say snowball, but all, like, these teams are the rookie quarterbacks. We're going to see them improve as the year goes on just because they're getting more experience. Uh-huh. I, like, I know people say, like, oh, they got film on them, but I think the experience matters more than the film does on them just because, like, you have college film. You can scout these guys. Like, the, the, the NFL experience is more important, in my opinion. Definitely. So, yeah, I think the... <laughs> this I don't know tough. if I want anyone in this game. You know, like, with Kamara... I'm never going to tell you to bench Kamara is the thing. And this is like, of course, the week everyone's like counting them all out. But I do. I, I wonder if Bill's going to try to run the rookie treatment on Jameis as hilarious as that sounds. I, know, maybe. I was wondering that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not alone there apparently, but would, like, is he going to just try to make Jameis like try to read the defense? Cause if that is the case, Oh no. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But we saw, okay. So we saw the jets running game. I'm not actually come online, but be fine efficiency wise at like five yards of carry. Uh, Michael Carter looked good. He had a couple of catches as well. And then in week one, uh, New England played. Oh, fuck, who did they play? For some reason, I can. I was trying to think about that earlier who they played week one. Oh, they got the Dolphins. That's right. And uh, the Dolphins, again, no run can't, game. Can't run. But like Gaskin did get nine for 49. And then. Also got like five for twenty seven through the air, and Salvan Ackman got two for twenty four through the air. So I'm not saying like, oh, beat them with the running backs, but they're not. They don't seem like they're strong per se against the running backs, at least from what we've seen so far against you know far from elite running back talent. I get like so if we've got Kamara, I think he can do okay. Like, I'm not gonna you know bench Kamara or poo poo on him, and this week for DFS so. The pricing up top on DraftKings is it's like, you know, Hook, Cook, Henry, Kamara all up there in that same range. And after last week, obviously, Henry will be popular. Um, Cook, so Cook's going to depend on if he, you know, plays, obviously. 
he hasn't practiced yet as this week, as far as I can tell. I think we just got an update that he didn't practice today. So keep it on him. But yeah, if, if Kamara goes overlooked for Henry, I would definitely be intrigued if he doesn't get you know the roster percentage he deserves as Alvin Kamara. So. Which he should. Their O-line mm-hmm. is better than the previous two teams New England has faced, and their running back is better than the two teams the Patriots have faced. And they've been... You know, letting running backs get good yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not benching Kamara, definitely not. No, but no, no, I would no, no, still no, be not. wary. Uh-huh. <laughs> not expecting a ton from him this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you're standing your lineup, like don't consider him like an automatic thirty. Like he could get there, especially PPR. But maybe like you, a lot of times if you have Alvin Kamara, you're like, oh, I can you know play fairly safe in some spots. But you might need to shoot for some upside in some more spots still. Hey, yep. So, next up, we've got Atlanta at the Giants. Man, I hope Atlanta brings that same competitiveness as last week. Because if they do, they can win. Has Danny Dimes looked better this year? Yeah. But is he he still Daniel Jones? Yes, he's still Daniel Jones. And, like, this line, I know we've talked about it not being as bad as it was projected to be. But they've also suffered some injuries, too. And so, Uh, Yep. The year it, it started off better than it was it has degraded yeah now they've got billy price at center and they're running out fucking bread bredison at guard bread bredison yeah <laughs> his name is ben bredison but yeah bread bread bredison over the <laughs> yep <laughs> i am bread <laughs> so yeah they're he, they're gonna get picked apart and by greedy jarrett and fed to the geese yeah that's the thing listen Grady Jarrett could get a multi-sat game against Billy Price and fucking Brad Bredesen, all right? <laughs> and they've still got Pitts. They've still got Ridley. The Giants D-line, while they can, you know, we've talked about them, like, losing guys, getting guys. They don't, they're not really, like, scary on the D-line. And so the Falcons' issue has been primarily that left guard spot uh, with fucking, what's his name, uh, Mayfield. Mayfield. So, yeah, I think they can hold up and... Pitts and Ridley could do enough to beat the Giants. So, yeah, and I I'm really torn on this one. I I honestly don't know what I'm gonna pick. I initially put the Giants when I was first making the dock because I was like, you know, the Giants are just getting really unlucky, and they missed an easy field. <laughs> they jumped off sides <laughs> on a field goal against Washington and lost a heartbreaker to a division rival. So maybe mm-hmm. they'll have their stuff together. They had an extra couple days to prepare for Atlanta, but man, I just, I don't think the Giants defense is playing that great, um, and Atlanta just played really well, so I'm really torn on this, I for now have the Giants, but this is a flip for me, and I'm glad that you're a fan of the Falcons, so at least one of us will watch this game, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'll, I, but, <laughs> uh, uh, I like just, uh, this is an yeah. NFC battle, that is just not. Yeah. Insane. And one of the things is, so sometimes you get like that radar going off where it's right. like some, like sometimes you don't have like a hard steadfast reason for something, but you can just, you just get that feeling. And like, that's like, that's like your intuition. Like at a certain point you have enough knowledge about something that you're like, your intuition will kick in and give you a lean. And a lot of times, like it's not always right, but like a lot of times you have that lean for a reason. It's because like something that you like, have seen before is like flagging your brain on it and even if you can't like pick out exactly what it is and i've outlined you know some reasons at least but it seems like 
the hive mind is getting a little too excited about the Giants. And listen, I, I know I had, you know, some excitement this offseason. I talked about them maybe starting slow and picking it up. But they're not, like, a top-tier team or anything. No, definitely not. And so, yeah, I don't, like, I've seen too much excitement about Daniel Jones on Twitter this week. And listen, like I said, he's improved some. But right. I'm not ready to, like, just totally dismiss the Falcons and crown the Giants or anything. Like, there's not, there's not like, a gap. <laughs> they're just they're just not a better team than the Falcons. And so I'm picking the Falcons. There you go. So now the one guy we didn't really mention is Saquon. And yeah. I think he's really important to bring up because after last week, literally one of the guys on the Thursday night crew was like, Saquon Barkley's done, basically. <laughs> he's not the same guy he used to be. And they need to get over the fact that he's no longer a generational talent after his ACL. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like what? This yeah. is a second game back from an ACL tear, Spockers, which, yeah. quite frankly, Adrian Peterson Multiple really tears. fucked over everybody by having an amazing year <laughs> right after. Because most people don't come back week one and look like a stud after an ACL yeah. tear. And Saquon tore multiple things too. He tore like he all did. his shit up. So the fact that he he's been on a bit of a count, like he's still getting playing time, but he hasn't been in fully. Do you yeah. think he gets the like a you know 80-90% workload that so he used to he and has was, a good game? So this past week, um, I think he got to like 80-something percent of the snaps this past week. See? Yeah, 84%. So It's going up. That was short week, and now he's got this long rest. Like It does make sense that this is the week to quote-unquote unleash Saquon. It makes sense, and yet there's just something there that's like is it jason garrett that's yeah. gonna say fuck everybody and not use him like at all i don't know there's like, something in my head that's just like there's there's something holding me back from the full saquon like this is blow up week this is saquon blow up week because that's what i initially thought i initially thought this is saquon blow up week and i maybe it's jason garrett i might be jason garrett <laughs> No, he he should have a good week. Like his snap should increase. Like there's no there's no really reason to say like there's nothing stopping him per se if if they're gonna keep ramping him up. But with the Falcons, like I'm I'm expecting one of Pitts or Ridley to have a really good week and care like and be part of this win if I'm predicting a win. Um, listen, Corderell is fun, but if if he's featured again and we don't get fucking Pitts week soon, I'm gonna riot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> This should be a Pitts week. Yeah. We liked Logan Thomas last week. He wasn't targeted as much. Part of that is a byproduct of Heineke being in there. Um, and I think we can both agree Heineke is not Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And Logan Thomas is really cool and good, but he is also not Kyle Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> at least draft, you know, prospect-wise value and whatnot. Yeah. His snap count went up, too. It went from 68 to 79% of the snaps this past week. Yeah. And, like, when he... The, the on versus off the field for him is hilarious in terms of how efficient they are or aren't. They're so much better when he's out there. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I I actually do think this is Pittsburgh. And part of that is because I think the Giants corners are good and their linebackers stink and their safety play is not amazing. It's like, good. It's okay. Uh, Jabril Peppers is their strong safety. Logan Ryan's their free safety. I think Logan Ryan is old but still good, and Jabril Peppers is young but not as good. So I kind of I like their corners. I think this is actually it makes sense that this would be a tight end week. Yeah, I'm because I'm curious what their like game plan is to 
stop Ridley, just like because we saw uh, McLaurin cook Bradbury, but like I don't know if Ridley will, because Ridley's closer to him than Sutton, but obviously he's not as fast as McLaurin. So, you know what? I hate to say it, I'm gonna call Russell Gage weak. Um, oh, he might, s- I think he's out. <laughs> what? Wait, who's the slot guy then? Um, see, Be- he, because. He got- if you take Logan Ryan and you put him with Bradbury on um, on Ridley for a lot of the game, your slot's going to be open. Yeah, <laughs> your yeah, slot is open. Russell Gage got hurt and he hasn't practiced yet this week. So wah, wah. I don't think he's going to play. I don't know who it's going to be then. Christian like, Blake, baby. I might be like Olamidius Zacchaeus or something. Maybe they'll rotate Ridley into the slot more. I'm not exactly sure what their game plan is going to be for that. That's probably what they'll do is put Ridley in the slot. Because yeah. if Russell Gage is out, then, I mean, he hasn't been really getting a lot of targets, but it just, I guess, solidifies some pit targets more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because Gage, he got seven, yeah, seven targets last week. So I guess I guess it would probably be Olamidi Zacchaeus. Olamidi Yeah, cool who, guess he, yeah, he's next up in snaps after Ridley there at Gage. So I've been waiting to hear his name. Where's Olamide been? <laughs> I Olamide. Olamide. <laughs> hey. <laughs> But next up, we've got another tough one, actually, with Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Dude, and, I don't know who to pick. Yeah, this one's very injury-driven for me. Like, I really don't think we get Deontay at the moment. We could, but I'm leaning not. Um, and Higgins is unsure. I just got, like, a little notification that says, like, the Bengals' website is saying he's on pace to sit. So. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I need to see if we can find some practice reports for today on him. Um, let's see. He was limited during practice today. I think the, the the official thing was like he wasn't main practicing, but was like off on like the rehab field. So mm. like Higgins being out would hurt too. Like if Higgins is out and Deontay's out, like I I I think I still need Pittsburgh. A lot of it, you know, is what we hear on Roethlisberger. I think he's expected to play. He probably will. Mm-hmm. And Does of course, he have a pec strain? It's yeah, it's something with his pec, which hurts. But with pec strains. Well, that usually becomes tougher with like a pushing motion and the throwing i think you can work around it enough like it's a also a issue. left pec strain yeah so i i assume he plays yeah he'll be out there uh yeah he'll be yeah he'll be there but um i'm sure all Bengals fans are like what are you doing you picked <laughs> the Bengals here uh are you stupid but Man, I don't know. There's something about the Steelers that I think their offense is going to become, like, really predictable over time. And I don't know if it's already happened with the Raiders last week. I have to kind of go back and watch that again and see if they really did just kind of figure it out really early what the Steelers' offense is. But there's a potential that the Steelers really fall downhill here for a bit. Yeah, their their defense is, you know, obviously going to be the carrying force for them. And that's that the defensive side injuries are what's going to be my factor so that's why i'm at tbd because like if hayden and watt are both out yeah it's got it's tough call but if one or both of them play i think i'll still like if watt plays i'll probably still lean Steelers. yeah so i think we're kind of pending injuries but this is i mean that's a good notion for the Bengals fans out there who have just yeah listened to this exact moment so many times and been like, yeah, the Bengals are going to lose. Mm-hmm. It's it's Pittsburgh week. We're going to lose. And now I'm not sure. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I guess it's Pittsburgh lean, pending injuries. I, I'm not really into much of anyone in this game. I know we've, we've like, you know, Juju is not a Bengals fan at all. <laughs> he lost. No, yeah, Juju. Beating week. them. <laughs> I do. Th- I really think, like, uh, 
as much as we talk about that Claypool here it makes a lot of sense to me too. Mm-hmm. But like, if if Deontay is out, we'll see James Washington step up for him. And Roethlisberger does like Washington a lot too. Um, yeah, he does. But I th- I think all the receivers in this game, like I, I'm not into the running backs at all. Um, with the Steelers O line and the Bengals have actually done well stopping running backs and then Steelers defense obviously with the Bengals I lied I'm not really in the mix in here um everyone is pretty risky here I think I I was because I was thinking about this throughout the week I'm like okay I could see this staying low or shooting out like this could be anywhere from a 25 to a 70 total right (laughs) that's my initial thought but I don't know how much I see the high total happening what is the over under right now uh take a guess before I say it I mean okay so without what you just said of it being a high total. My assumption would have been around 47. Yeah, it's it's lower. Right now it's at 43 and a half with Pittsburgh favorite. Okay. So they've got it pretty low. Because to me... That seems more likely. Yeah, that's like 27-20, which I can see. Mm. Yeah, um, right. This so could also be 19-16. Right yeah, <laughs> I, that, that seems more like a gross game. Like the 43 seems closer to reality. So I, I'm pretty ignoring this game for fantasy if I can. Yeah. I mean, I think Najee Harris still gets enough catches as a flex. That yeah, that's the fine. thing. The, you got to hope for the catches and touchdowns because the rushing production won't be there much this year. Yeah. At least at this rate. But speaking of things that won't be here much this year, we've got Jacksonville uh, <laughs> hosting Arizona. And Arizona. We are both taking Arizona, shockingly. Yeah. So right now, it's a 52 over under with Arizona favored by a touchdown on the road. And this is one of those rare cases. 52? Yeah, so and they're pretty much giving Arizona quite a lot of points. I think mean, they're putting them at like I think that puts them at like thirty or something. At least I was gonna say, are they predicting Arizona to get forty points? They're they're predicted for a lot. Let me see the exact lies. Yeah, thirty is what it comes out to. So that tracks. I mean, yeah, if you're giving me Kyler Murray in this offense against against Jacksonville, like yeah, this I'll... is an opportunistic as fuck defense for Arizona. Uh-huh. They might just. This is... <laughs> This could be a bad game for Lawrence. It could be a good game for Lawrence. It could also be really bad. Yeah, so I put him in stream just because I think they'll need to pass so much so early that he'll get there off of volume. I literally I, put volume yeah. in parentheses. I think that's a good take. And so I, with that, I do like Marv as well. Like There we go. He's been good. I think he'll stay good. But otherwise, yeah, no, just all Arizona. Even their defense. Who was, uh, has he been really just, uh, his only guy, Lawrence, so far this year? Yeah, like, at least as far as connection goes. He's been throwing to Chark a lot, and then, like, LaVishka's been kind of hit or missed, and I, I saw him on the injury report, but I think he's gonna play. But Mar- Mar's been his guy, so. Th- yeah, he's actually been... connecting with Chenault on a better and more regular basis, but just for less yardage than Yeah, Chark. which I think we, you know, as expected. <laughs> Uh, man, I feel like they're using Chark wrong. Yeah, and Lavishka got seven targets last week and only got two receptions for negative three yards because of yep. how probably predictable the offense is. So, but yeah, like Jones has been the target leading target getter. He had eleven last week, and I think he might have had even more in week one. So he's pretty much the stack option with Lawrence if you decide to go that route because mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, it's just been so inefficient to Chark. Um, yeah, Jones got nine targets in week one. Uh, so, yeah, I guess Arizona, I, I agree, could be a tough out. But I would say uh, don't be afraid to stack Arizona in DFS. I know last right. year um, 
there was a week where everyone was so worried about a blowout for the Chiefs against the Jets that no one played the Chiefs. Oh, and I remember that. They, they scored like 35 points, and it was all passing, and the, the stack went nuts. Because no, everyone was at five touchdowns, right? Yeah, and I made a lot of money that week because I was like, why are we predicting a blowout or what's going to happen script-wise if they blow out? Like, if they blow out, they have to score points. Like, so Right. Yeah, don't don't be afraid to go there. And for some reason, last year or last week, uh, Arizona wasn't popular enough. And if they're not this week, just because of blowout fear, like I get, you know, oh, if they get up a lot, maybe they'll go to James Conner. Like, okay, sure, they might, or they might just pass a fuck ton. Who knows? So they said you you have to get a lead to get a blowout. You have so, to get a lead to get a blowout. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that sounds fucking simple because it is, but. <laughs> Yeah, don't 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 be scared to play Arizona stack. As my yeah, as my uh, the thing here. is, like at least with the Jets example last year, we kind of were like the Jets are kind of a pass funnel because they were like historically just been better at stopping the run, and their secondary's been dog shit. With Jacksonville, I don't think there's a discernible like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're they bad, have, and their pass yeah. defense is especially bad. It's more so right. that is the right. way to look like, at it. Yeah, Arizona can score in any matter of ways. Uh huh. But you, you, you know what? Who I don't love this week is probably Matt Prater because then, <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly keep Matt Prater. He's awesome. No, I I really do think we see uh, Rondale Moore continue getting steam this week. There we go. Right, like he's been really good. Uh, and we saw like him get a lot of yak against uh, Minnesota and. Like, who the fuck in Jacksonville is going to stop Rondale Moore? <laughs> so, oh, I had I had a name for him because we talked about um, electric Pokemon. Uh, uh-huh. And I call it a Pikachu, and I need to pull it up because I had the name uh, of the Pokemon that sounded like him. And it was, uh, oh, yeah. So there's, you know, you know, the sheep Mareep, the electric sheep one? Of course. That evolves into Flappy and Emperor. So I'm going to call him uh, Moreep. Ah, there Moore. we go. Yeah, Rondale Moreep. Moreep. So. Hey, Ampharos was, like, dude, an integral part of everyone's Gen 2 yeah. uh, experience electric type. And it starts as uh, Moreep, so uh, Rondale Moreep. I, uh, I I like him this week. Like, if you have him, especially, like, in PPR, too, is the crazy thing, because he gets a lot of screens. So even if they don't break off, you get the PPR points. And so, yeah, like, I've got a league right now where I've got Hopkins and more. Even though I don't have Murray, I'm going to fucking start them both, probably, so. Yeah, why not? I dig it. But next up, we've got the Jets at Denver, and we have a split here, actually. You're taking the Jets, and I'm taking Denver. I got to. <laughs> I got to this week, because I picked the Jets originally in the offseason for this one, even though I picked Denver to be like, well, I don't remember what, 10-7, and 9-8 and eight or something. Yeah, you had Denver being pretty solid. Um, there's just something about this matchup that it just intrigues me, and I don't quite know what it is on the tip of my (laughs) tongue um i don't know how effective the run game will be for denver and even though like the jets aren't great against the run they're just like above average if that stalls then you are forcing teddy to throw down field which he's been doing yeah that's the Um, thing he's been doing that well that's been the, the denver surprise for me the problem is judy uh, with Judy not being in, I think that limits them a little bit because if Bryce Hall does really create problems for Sutton, then Fant is kind of the guy. And I obviously, I think Teddy can still hit 
Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler if Sutton is just not getting much separation on Hall, but it's a little less consistent. And I think the I think uh, Zach Wilson plays a little bit better this week. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hard, hard to go down from hard there. to go down <laughs> from that. But yeah, I think he does have a little bit of a bounce back week for him. Yeah, I mean, we're, so we're still missing Crowder. It sounds like so. Braxton Barris has been the leading target getter. He's been doing well for PPR, which is hilarious. I think you could lean back to him if you need someone to stream. But I could definitely see Elijah or Elijah Moore getting kind of on track this week. So luckily for Wilson, they're missing Bradley Chubb on defense, which definitely <laughs> definitely helps out a little bit. And uh, Mike Purcell hasn't been practicing, so if he you know if he doesn't play, that helps as well. So and Darby, oh yeah, so and Darby, a yeah. rookie corner who is a good rookie corner, but he is but a rookie, rookie. corner. Yeah, so Elijah Moore, they've been playing him all around because they've been sticking to Bears in the slot. They've been giving Elijah Moore like, a lot of spots, and he's leading the, he led the team snaps last week. He got four for 47 on eight targets, which I think is going overlooked because everyone got excited about week one. Didn't, nothing came of it because that one 50-yard bomb or never got like broken up pretty well. And then, you know, last week, the Patriots just stomped him, so everyone just, you know, no one really looked at that game. And... I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, Elijah Moore week, but he could definitely be trending up, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if, you know, they got it going a little bit this week for him. That'd be nice. I just realized this is the UNC Bowl. So <laughs> oh, the UNC running back bowl. That's right. We've two, got two Javante Williams against Michael Carter, and I think mm-hmm. Michael Carter's working his way into the lineup uh, maybe a little more slowly than Javante is, but I think They're they both are looking good. both awesome. Both are guys, and yeah. Love I can't wait to watch. Yeah, that's Denver probably wins, but I just have to get because you know <laughs> what? Everyone was shitting on him way too much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was expected last week that it wouldn't go well. No reason. I'm to still dump pissed. On there them. were fans booing. I am so fucking mad about that. How how dare you call yourself a fucking fan? Get out of here. We don't need them. Get the fuck out of here. We don't need any planes. We're jets. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need roads. Where we're going. We won't need roads. <laughs> oh man. Next up, we've got uh, Miami at Vegas. We're taking Vegas because Tua is out, and it's Brissett. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they can at least rely on their O-line and run game, though, the Dolphins. <clears throat> uh, yeah. yeah, Raiders And that's defense. why we're taking the Raiders. Yeah, Waller should have a good time. I mean, they can do what they want here, more or less. But the Raiders' run game, I think, can get on track, which they haven't really gotten to a ton this year. I have no clue if Jacobs is going to play. I don't think he does. It's probably I don't know if it matters. I mean, it does. It Jacobs is really good, but yeah. I still think the run game does fine without him. Yeah, I think they should sit him this week, right? I mean, yeah, like I, again, no game's a gimme, but you you luck into a game against a backup. If you're on the fence about someone, it's you know it's the time to sit them. Drake's probably one of, like he's probably the best backup at running back in the league, like one of, up up there for sure, and so. You've got you've got Barber who for some reason you want to run thirty times a game. You've got Drake. <laughs> I think they will. I I say Raiders run game, even though it's Peyton Barber. I think Kenny and Drake could have a solid game if they actually give him some usage this week, like on the ground. So, mm-hmm. and they they actually pass to him if, for some reason and not Jacobs, but whatever. Kenyon Drake revenge game. That oh that is true. Mm. I mean I, he probably hates Gase more than he hates the Dolphins. He probably likes the Dolphins and just hated Gase. But yeah, who doesn't hate Gase though, right? Yeah, Peyton. Peyton doesn't hate him. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to see if he's gotten to play in Miami. Oh, he he missed the one game against Miami last year that uh, Arizona played. Oh, so he circled this one. Oh, yeah, he hasn't got to play his old team in a while. Yeah, I'm looking Kenyan through. Kenyon Drake reception day. <laughs> nope, yeah, hasn't gotten to hasn't gotten a revenge game yet. So I could see a JD McKissick stat line for Drake <laughs> receiving. Honestly, yeah, like especially if he gets any groundwork at all this week, I feel like they might just because they should have a lead for him out of the game. Yeah, but poor Dolphins there getting no line. It sucks. Um, yeah, <laughs> getting no line, losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really do need to. Yeah, Obviously, because really two is hurt. Yeah, he did that shot he took. He just got drilled, and I saw him like grab his ribs. I'm like, oh no, he's yeah. That's a, that's a bad time. You, yeah, that's one of those ones you just know. Oof. Oofa doofa, that hurts. <laughs> but next up, we've got one of two really solid 4 p.m. games. We've got Tampa at the Rams. We're actually about picking the Rams, who are at the moment a home dog. Tampa's favored Ooh, by one Home point. underdog. Yeah, so this counts as an upset pick. There we go. Well, I will 100% be rooting for the Rams this entire game. Yeah, So for I sure, imagine sure. I'm just going to have to pick the Rams and take the L if they lose, which is obviously likely because Tampa's very good, but I don't care. <laughs> go Rams, go Stafford. Yeah, I expect um, Cup to keep rolling. I don't see why I wouldn't. The Bucks are weakest in the slot, especially with Murphy bunting out. They've got a backup there. Can't remember his exact name right now, but um, yeah, they've got a ba- their backup in the slot there, and they don't only play him in the slot. He's, pr- he's in the slot a lot unintentional rhyme so woods will or woods will get a little time there too mm-hmm. um i think we're probably not gonna see henderson uh so that means we get sony michelle and it's the bucks so i don't expect a lot on the ground we we saw the falcons get a little going on the ground against them but i think sony and ppr is stream worthy if you're hurting um so we know sony can catch like he did at georgia the Patriots just had James White, and they've been throwing to Henderson. I don't. I think they will find they will keep throwing to Michelle a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't expect them to try to run much. So that's why I'm not really. I'm not suggesting him outside of PPR. And ideally, you don't have to go there. But they've they've game planned against the Bucks well. Uh, last year, they when they had Goff, see they attempted very few rushes. They had like let's see, sixteen rushes total, something like that. With running oh, wow. backs, uh, they gave Woods and Higby a couple, but they passed 51 times hmm. in a game that uh, stayed close the whole time. Like McVay game plan this pretty well, and this is the exact same Bucks team basically. So, Which is yeah, I was going to say that Stafford. is one reason why I like the Rams. Is I mean I like Bruce Arians, but I ultimately do think that McVay is a better coach than. Yeah, it's tough, but McVay's pretty good. I just think that Arians is kind of. Uh... I don't. I don't think he's an X's and O's as much as people seem to think he is. No, yeah, that that tracks. He's a very good head coach, right? But McVeigh's also he's not the only, but he's like the offense guy there. So exactly. So yeah, I'm taking the Rams. Fuck mm-hmm. the Bucks. Let's go. <laughs> and the Bucks are probably <laughs> going to be missing AB, which does Ooh. hurt. So. It does hurt. Hey, yeah, that's like- one less person for Jalen Ramsey to smother. Uh huh. Like J- Jalen Ramsey is going to be smothering Evans this game, yes. I assume. Oh, like that's yeah. the matchup. <laughs> so, I guess Godwin is probably the my go-to here. Then yeah, like I would definitely go Godwin's over Evans here. Um, Scotty Miller comes into play whenever Uh-oh. a receiver is out. 
Yep. And uh, I expect him to work in the slot a fair amount. And so he helped me out a lot last year. But no, he, he will be viable here, I think, in a high-scoring game. And that also puts me up to Fournette. Um, we've seen the Rams give up some uh, running back production a little bit this year, like Montgomery especially. But I, I think Fournette a lot of times, like especially this game for again, the PPR work uh, should be a little bit relevant. So, yeah, Fournette is in play a little bit. No uh, <laughs> no love for Rojo? No. I don't think the Bucks <laughs> have love for Rojo. Yeah, And, no. and the love is PPR-based, so... Yeah, it's like every week he ends up getting in there, but it's just it's it's so unreliable. It's really hard yeah. to call. Yeah, the problem is I think that so when like Rojo makes some mistakes, but I don't think Arians and the Bucks are the team to help him get past those. Like Arians, oh. Arians is that is one of those coaches I, as far as I can tell who will doghouse you and for mistakes like like fumbles and stuff. Like so, coaches all act different with fumbles, but right. If you fumble and you get put in the doghouse, it's not going to help you not fumble. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like the players' coaches are like, all right, give it to him on the next play. Yeah, like Andy Reid's a great example. Like, exactly. Pretty much, like, everyone goes to that, but I think it's a great example of not just shitting on someone when they fuck up. Because like then you're going to get in your head, and it's going to mess you up even more. So, But for Annette's the guy they bring in more at the goal line and with catches, so he's the guy I'm going to lean here. There we go. Anything else from this game before we move on to a, probably another good one? Um, what, about, like, what about the tight ends? Gronk and Higby. You're, you're the tight end guy here. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. I probably like both, to be yeah. honest. I mean, does Gronk keep getting touchdowns? I mean, with no... Like, with no... Probably uh, no AB. Not, not yeah. for certain, but probably no AB. Right. If there's no AB, I mean, that's, that's another target that, you know, most likely you're not going to put your best defender on, like, in the secondary in Ramsey. Yeah, I mean, so, so Doyle got five for sixty-four last week. Yeah, and then uh, in week one, let me take, let me check out Cole Komet's stat line. He got five for forty-two. So they've been allowing some tight end production. Yeah, no, Komet his week one, I was like, oh, yeah. Then week two was, was nothing. But then I think <laughs> I don't think week one the Cole Sides did anything. So right. So you know, I do like Gronk Higby. I can see is a uh, Whitehead is back, right? Um, I think so. I can double-check that. I'm pretty sure he is. I think he is. I think I still am okay with Higby, though. Yeah, let me let me check on his, like, usage as far as in the slot, because, like I said, the slot is kind of a weak point for the Bucks. Yeah, they still have Winfield and Whitehead. Gotcha, gotcha. In. So, Tyler Higby, um, yeah, okay, he usually goes in line, but he gets a few slot looks, but... Okay. Yeah, I, I see I, some I mean, Higby. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Gronk should keep rolling here, so... yeah. But next up, we've got Seattle at Minnesota. I'm still unsure on this, but I see you have Seattle at the moment. Yeah, I've still got Seattle. I just, I mean, they I think had I'll a end really up them. shitty loss last week. Yeah. Just so unfortunate. And I don't know. I uh, <laughs> Pat Pete has not been good no. this year. I don't remember his stats, but they're basically perfect i want to say it there he's allowing like a 156 qbr um so that's not good yeah their corners are bad right now so i actually i know it's been lockett for two weeks and i'm not saying lockett's gonna bust but i've had lockett for a few years in fantasy and (laughs) there are times where lockett goes off and then the next week it's an easy matchup for him and you're like another lockett week and he puts up a goose egg and he's just because he's not 
part of the game that day. I don't know what it is, but I think this is a DK week 100%. Oh, all right, all right. I'm, this is I a mean, DK week. I dig it. I, I don't know who's going to fucking stop him. Mackenzie <laughs> Alexander, Pat Pete, Rashad Beaton, like they're not going to stop him. So, <laughs> yep. They've got no one to really keep up with him or hold him down. Like their corners are so bad. The only reason I'm torn on this is it's weird to say, but Pete Carroll. Um, I can see him coming in with a not ideal game plan and Russ saving his butt, but a matter of is it too soon or too late, or I guess is it too late, I would say. Um, I, part of my hold is I think if they get their guys back, if they, if they get Griffin and Hendricks back, that could help enough because they were got, they were out last week. Um, I, I will probably end up on Seattle because I, th- I do think Russ can save them from right. a potentially, you know, dumb idea to try to run too much instead of just passing on these shitty corners but seattle has bad corners too so they do i like russ on the road though yeah road russ is pretty road russ road russ <laughs> pretty good <laughs> no this this should be a shootout this should be so fun oh i'm excited for that one too yeah i don't know how popular this was going to be dfs wise as well like usually like russ gets some love but i would be interested in the minnesota side too especially if cook is out because whenever I'm doing like a Seattle, like I did the Seattle like last week, I ran back with Henry. This week I've been looking at like, do oh, do I run back on Minnesota? Do I run back with like Jefferson or Thielen or do I run back with Cook? But if Cook's out, it makes it easier to go Jefferson or like, I mean, you could go Madison too. But do keep an eye on Cook though, because if he's out, listen, I know everyone's like, oh, he and Madison are the same guy, play Madison. But no, Madison's not as good as Cook. Cook's really good. So Right. There's a reason Cook is the number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'd still obviously play Madison if you've got him redrafted and you need, you know, need him to play Cook. But I don't know where I don't know yet where I would place Madison if Cook misses among, like, running backs. I also think this is a Chris Carson week while we're on the running backs. I know that we basically said everyone in this game. Yeah, no, like, it, it is one of those games that with everyone is viable. But I like the triple Russ Carson DK this week. And mm. so the Vikings run defense, I think, is one of those sneaky bad run defenses. Because <laughs> um, uh, who they play last week? They played the Cardinals. The Cardinals yeah. run like the Cardinals throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have 400 yards Congrats. in the air. Chase Edmonds had eight carries and James Conner had eight carries. Like they had 16 total between them and their best yards, like, they were averaging five yards a carry, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And that includes Kyler, who's getting six. But Chase Edmonds was getting six also, almost. Uh, they haven't played a whole lot of, like, really good run teams. And I think this could be a Carson week. Yeah, and that's that was part of my, I don't want to say concern about the Seahawks. is, But, like, Chris Garner can have a good game and they can still lose. Mm-hmm. Because Pete Carroll will throw the ball too much sometimes. So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, if Chris Carson doesn't have a good stat line at halftime, he might be sunk. But <laughs> I think uh, this, he, he can I still think, look at like, touchdowns, though. Yeah, I like all three of them this week: the Carson, Russ, DK stack. I dig it. I dig it. Should be a good game here. But moving on, we've got Sunday night with Green Bay at San Fran. We both have San Fran. I think we know why. San Fran owes Green Bay, and then Green Bay's defense is bad. And yeah. So I'm actually more torn on this the more I've thought about it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, believe it or not. Now, the biggest problem for me right now is the Niners' offense is kind of... Who's the running back? <laughs> exactly. If Elijah Mitchell isn't good enough to play, I'm I'm probably going to take the Packers. Um, right. 
And that's mostly just because San Fran relies so much on their run game and their run schemes to open things up. Uh, they kind of need that. And that's Green Bay's biggest weakness is the run game. So if yeah. they don't have someone at running back, which I, as of now, I think Elijah Mitchell is going to play. Yeah, it sounds like one there. of Mitchell or Sermon will be able to go. Right. So I'm, I think they're okay. But if they lose one of the mid-game, like, they're kind of screwed. They're really just dilapidated in the running back game. And that's Green Bay's weakness and their offensive strength. And unfortunately, even though Green Bay's defense does stink, because Joe Barry stinks, <laughs> San Fran, like, <laughs> we're talking about the Packers' offense. San Fran's yeah. defense is also really hurt right yeah, the back now. end's really banged up yeah like Devontae adams again should be able to feast this should be a Devontae adams rogers i think they both do well and i think this is one of the closest green bay san fran games mm. i as of now i'm taking san fran but i have come down a lot on it uh initially having san fran is like a, a stout favorite for me no that's i think that's very astute like my 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 initial thought also was oh san fran of course like Right. And the history we see between these teams, but no, that's a good point. Like they do have a lot of injuries already, and the Packers. I mean, they're missing Bakhtiari, but they're not injury riddled yet. Not yet. I mean, yeah, yeah. they don't have Zadarius Smith, but they also weren't getting true, yeah. much pressure anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not really what you the you bang on with the Packers <laughs> there. But yeah, no. So uh, as of today, uh, Thursday, no Elijah Mitchell at practice. Trace Sermon limited. So I guess TBD on that front. Uh, maybe we'll get a Trey Sermon game, which would be kind of hilarious after how the season started. But um, I would highly recommend, just as a side note, if you're doing any daily lineups this week for the people out there, please, for the love of God, wait until like Sunday morning. <laughs> you are going to be able to, in my assumption, pick a lot of really cheap players that are going to have starting value this week. Yeah. Um, I know like uh, you can do slates that include the Sunday night game. I, and I know Yahoo includes Sunday night too, but this will mm-hmm. also end up being a showdown too. So that'll get really interesting oh, yeah. too. Um, oh yeah. But if you're playing showdown, uh, I think whoever plays for San Fran running back will have some value, but Kittle is my tight end banger of the week. I don't know if I named a right, right receiver one or not. I guess I'll pick Ridley or DK and I'll show, we can share that either way. Um, yeah. DK would be mine. We yeah, can but, share it. <laughs> yeah. Kittle, Kittle is set for a great week. Um, I know Hawkinson somewhat by necessity, but also by his own talent, did well against Green Bay last week. Kittle is obviously, you know, on though they're they're both up in that you know high tier of tight ends. And then we saw the tight ends for the Saints do well against the Packers. Uh, Jawan Johnson got those two touchdowns, and we saw Adam Troutman get a lot of targets. So I I'm expecting San Fran to be able to get their tight end game going with the guy named George Kittle. And he should finally come online, as we've kind of been waiting for. So, and like I said, the Green Bay defense is bad. And this is a game where they need Kittle to be Kittle. Yeah, they actually, like, kind of need him. So, because they've, uh, I don't know who will see the most Shia Alexander. I mean, obviously, Debo's been the guy, and they've kind of been weird with Ayuk. Although, Ayuk did play a fair amount. Not fair amount. Yeah, I think Ayuk is a uh, buy-low option right now. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely don't play him yet until we see it, but... I would, I would, yeah, say by low for sure. If you add someone that drafted him pretty high and they're just really disappointed with him so far, you might be able to get him for cheap. And I think he is a like second half of the year bloomer. Yeah, for sure. That, I mean, he's good enough. We've seen him be good with the Niners. It's just Shaney kind of being a dick. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. They, like, like how we kind of just sort of not like glossed over Green Bay, but we we know who it is on Green Bay. You know, it's 
you're never sitting Aaron Jones or Devontae. And well, if you yeah. have Tonnen, he's probably your only tight end. So <laughs> next up, we've got Philly at Dallas. This is going to be a good game. I've got Dallas at the moment. I see you have it blank. So are you torn? I am torn. All right. Um, kind of need Amari Cooper to play for me to take Dallas. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, if I think he'll play because it's ribs and he's a wideout, which is a little different than being, say, a quarterback with mm. a rib injury. Um, yeah, he was limited today. Um, which I do play I, Monday night, so it does change it a bit. Exactly. Yeah. I think he'll play. I don't. I don't know. Like obviously, but. I assume he does. If he if he's in, he should be a banger, and I like Dallas to win. But if he's not, uh, Dallas's defense is also dying. They mm-hmm. have lost to Marcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Um, I don't think there's a corner on Dallas that matches up well with Devontae Smith whatsoever. And I, correct. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Philly and Dallas have this thing where they beat each other in each other's stadiums a lot. Like Philly stinks at home and Dallas stinks at home. And they both just stink at home. Um, and I would ideally be picking a split here between Philly and Dallas as the division sort of dictates because this division, yeah. they just beat each other up. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty torn on this. I like, <laughs> I don't know. Who do you like this game? So I actually, on the Philly side, obviously, I mean, Devontae's obvious and on the Cowboys side, you know, CD and Mario are obvious. Outside of that, I do like Goddard. Um, I I think Ertz is out. He might they might have put him on IR already. I don't remember, but there's no Ertz this game, and we saw. Um, I mean, obviously Gronk did a big one. That's Gronk, but um, see, Cook had a uh, touchdown called back against them this past week, so that's gonna get kind of overlooked. I mean, obviously, you know, it was called back on penalty. There's a reason he got it, but he was he got looks. He still got five targets. He got looked at for a touchdown. So I. I after... Oh, it's on the uh, COVID list. Oh, okay. I thought I can't remember if he. Okay, he's on the COVID list. For some reason, I thought he was like also hurt because I know he was in like a hammy or something or whatever. I think he played through it, but anyway, he's on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So and they have on him. put him as out at the moment. Okay, so I don't. Yeah, I don't expect him to play. He might. It but... is Monday, so he probably needs the two twenty-four hour tests unless he's unvaccinated, in which case yeah, he is no not clue. playing. Yeah, he and Wentz were buddies. You never know. Um, yep. <laughs> so yeah, keep keep an eye on Wentz or no, sorry, Wentz. <laughs> keep an eye on Ertz. Um, they both ended this, and if he's out, Goddard becomes like I said a solid player in my opinion because the target distribution gets scrunched. He gets more snaps. After Devonte, I think he's the best target they've got. So now I do have to mention one banger that I forgot to put in here. Oh, but Zeke fucking oh. owns the Eagles. Every- Does he? Huh? Every year, <laughs> Zeke loves to beat up on the Eagles, <laughs> um, and that's one reason I'm probably taking Dallas. But I'm kind of my biggest problem right now is I'm trying to figure out if Philly's defense is legitimately that much better than I thought with this new coordinator, which is totally a possibility. A lot of people seem to like him, but this is a good test. This is the t- if you can hold the Dallas offense down, then you have a good defense. But I'm yeah. right now not getting my hopes up. I still think Dak is one of the one of the better quarterbacks right now in the league, and yes. you know kind of got unfairly treated for a long time. Uh, <laughs> and I do like to see him do well. 
not necessarily Dallas, but I do like to see Dak do well, and I kind of think he will do well. Mm -hmm. So as of now, I'm going to take Dallas with the assumption that Amari Cooper plays and is probably a banger. Um, If he doesn't, though, I think Cedric Wilson is worth a look. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Gallup is still out. And we talked about Wilson as a guy who fills in um, when one of them comes out. Let me check his targets this past week and um, how much, you know, he added. But I don't think the, he did a lot his first week, but... Yeah, he only got the two targets know. this past week, but uh, on the Philly side, Jalen Hurts obviously is in play, but he sh- should be in store for a pretty good game here. With mm-hmm. they, they will have to keep up with Dallas. Absolutely. So. Oh, I forgot to mention, Brandon Graham is also out for ah, the Eagles, who is one of their best pass rushers. Oof. So yeah, Cedric Wilson played uh, about 60% of the snaps this past week, which is pretty much what Gallup was... Uh, but shooting, I guess Gallup better. Yeah, he played 60% of the snaps this past week. They mm-hmm. went um, a fair amount of two tight end with Schultz and Jarwin, though. So. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they're both solid. So. And, yeah. And that also kind of makes sense with the run game balling out like it did. Uh huh. So. And I think it will again. Zeke, baby. This mm-hmm. is Zeke week. Yeah. So with Pollard, like, don't get too excited over Pollard. He had an awesome week this past week, but he's not. He's not as a. I think he's outscored Zeke so far in fantasy, but I don't expect that to continue. That's a bit of variance there. I would yeah, I mean, you say. can probably start him both. I don't yeah. think Zeke does all of his damage, like, consistently. I think he kind of just breaks a few out here and there, you mm-hmm. know? Like, maybe he's 12 for 30 yards, and you're like, what the fuck? But then 13 for 80 mm-hmm. and a touchdown, you know? Yeah. Pollard definitely has more value in PPR, I would say, just because we saw him last week get the three receptions, and I can't remember how many got week one. But mm-hmm. he's definitely taking receiving work from Zeke. So, absolutely, man, yeah. I'm excited for these games. Yeah. We have some really good ones this weekend, and some really tough calls. A lot of divisional matchups. Yeah, this is this is a hard one. Like last week felt more straightforward, and we went we did pretty well on our calls. Yeah, we were twelve and four. Yeah, this this one feels a little tougher in terms of uh, like getting some of them right. This could be uh, this this could be closer to week one for me than week two on the calls, but. <laughs> Were there any, so I guess like in a recap, uh, any locks, upsets, and then bangers of the week? Oh, yeah. So my upset, I guess, will be Atlanta. <laughs> there we go. I guess I'll take the Jets, even though I don't really believe in it. And I kind of think Denver's going to win, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> right now, Tennessee can still count as a lock. That feels a little cheaty, I guess, if we're assuming that uh, Leeson's going to play. The Raiders are a lock territory, too, which is kind of weird. Mm, yeah, so, that's a lock. There, there are a lot of lock options here. They're, they're definitely in play, and I guess Tennessee is in play, but again, it kind of feels not like cheating, but... A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go with Vegas. I'll say it's my lock. Watch them lose this week. I, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> uh, um, I'll go with the Rams as the upset. There you go. That's, and, yeah, we, uh, that, yeah, that's an upset right now, which is yep. interesting. Where, and, where are you at for lock? And for lock, I mean... New England can be a lock. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. One. <laughs> I just, man, who who the hell knows? We can share Vegas, um, if you want. Share Vegas. You can make. I mean, Seattle. Oh yeah, I'll take Seattle. There you go. Yeah, I'll take Seattle as. Mm-hmm. And we and we pointed out some of our bangers. Uh, like some my RB bangers, Eckler. My tight end banger was Kits. I think we both kind of shared the DK love at wide receiver this week. Oh yeah. Quarterback banger is a tough one just because there's always a lot of good quarterback options. 
be kind I of. I think a, we can put Jalen in there from his rushing. Upside. Yeah, I, I think Jalen. I think we could, is a good call for a quarterback banger. Because you're already of, assuming like Lamar and those guys are going to have good games, which Herbert, Lamar, Mahomes are all going to have good games. Yeah, and but part of the banger aspect is it's not always this, but if it's someone coming off a bad week that we expect to be good again. Mm-hmm. They can kind of fit into the banger call, and Jalen hasn't like lived up to expectations yet. But we, we, I think we both see it returning to that. This there we go. Yeah, I'll put him in here. Sweet beans. But that wraps up our week three preview. You'll probably be hearing this on Friday again. We recorded on Thursday, so chance some news changes, but TBD. Uh, we will be back next week with some reviews, more previews, and again, you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. I've been putting up some DFS articles. Uh, last week, I had my mm-hmm. uh, week two approach for drafting GPPs, and it was pretty on point. Um, obviously, variants will break certain ways, but my process got me to a lineup that was a Seattle stack with a Henry run back, and that worked well. Um, oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, they, they did save my high because so not everything went well. Um, that's, you know, that's football, that's DFS, but if you have the right i know everyone talks about having the, a process follow the process but your process has to be good um and if you go read through what i did i think it all makes sense and i'll i'll have another one after this week probably as well and then uh you can also find us on tiktok and twitter at mozzie and muscle